0: Hello and welcome to Connected by Life. I'm your host, Sean Paul Harrison. Connected by Life was created to have engaging conversations about important topics that impact physicians and our clinical stakeholders in regards to organ and tissue donation and transplantation. In this episode, we'll be discussing the co-OPO, an upcoming meeting focused on the importance of physician education. Today I'm welcoming two of my friends that will be sharing their extensive experience and their knowledge in regards to donation. Today I'm really excited to introduce two industry-leading colleagues from Midwest Transplant Network to the podcast, so welcome Lisa Tabb and Kyle Peterson. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. me. Listen, before we begin, I wanted to say like on a personal note, I consider y'all much more than colleagues. Um, hopefully y'all are okay with me calling y'all friends, but, uh. You know i know that we've worked together for a while now and uh i wanted to mention that recently we were at the national conference in orlando one of the things we talked about were some topic ideas for the podcast so uh y'all always be careful what you wish for so now you're here awesome <laughs> we're excited but before we get into uh today's topic i wanted to share i wanted you all to share a little bit about yourselves about your role at mtm and just kind of like what it's you know the the impact that you all have in in your opio specifically
1: Lisa just pointed to me to to start us off, so I guess I'll start. I was gonna say ladies um, first,
0: but that's okay. She pointed at me, <laughs> um,
1: so I am a hospital service coordinator. I joined Midwest Transplant Network in March of 2020. I actually started the Tuesday before everything shut down due to the COVID pandemic, and got to work in our office for four days, and then was sent home to work from home. But I kind of knew, leading into this position from my experience in the PICU and working alongside donors and transplant recipients that, you know, working in the OPO world was something I was I was wanting to do at some point. And so even though the timing wasn't fantastic for joining uh, MTN, as far as just, you know, having to go from working overnight 12s to working a normal job and working from home, I was I was just excited to do it because I just, working alongside patients and families when it comes to organ donation and transplant, it's, it's challenging as a nurse and, um, I see this role as an opportunity for me to just continue supporting other hospital staff members that maybe don't have the experiences that I've had uh, through a, a, what can be emotionally and physically and mentally taxing time. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just really excited to, to be at MTN and, and then also to be working alongside, you know, other opioid colleagues like yourself and all the other folks that I've met in this role.
2: And for myself, Sean Paul, I've been a nurse. I'm in my 30th year of nursing. I've been in the organ procurement industry for just over 16 years. Before coming to MTN, I was in a level one trauma transplant unit where I took care of donors and I took care of transplant recipients. So it was a natural transition for me to come into the OPO world just over 16 years ago. And um, I've been in the role of hospital services now for the better part of the last nine or 10 years.
0: Well, thank you all for sharing that. I mean, it's it, I've had the pleasure of, of knowing you all for a while, but I know for the listeners here that everything that y'all are saying is coming from a sincere place of why you're here. Um, which leads me to this is that I want to commend you all for the tremendous work that y'all been doing in your own OPO and surface area, but also throughout the industry. So that's why I kind of wanted to shift to what you all have created. And I think you just made your first year, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Our, With the co-OPO, I'm yeah, sorry. The
1: co-OPO, we had our first meeting just over a year ago in the middle of October of 2022. Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't we didn't get a cake or anything like that to celebrate our <laughs> our our first, our first birthday, but um, we uh, it was definitely kind of something that Lisa and I, you know, did a, a high five over when we realized, oh man, this was a year ago that we we started this this thing.
0: No, it seems like yesterday because I know that you know, fortunately, uh, we're very appreciative because here at Lopa, you all allowed us to be a part of one of the meetings. I think it was in May where we got to share some of the things that we're doing here. So I think it's. You know, it's tremendous how you're including so many people. And in the next episode, we're going to really get into what this co-opio is. Can you just briefly share, because I think there's probably a lot of people that don't really know what this word is that we're throwing around like co-opio, is if you could just kind of define truly what it is.
2: Yeah. So Kyle and I attended another national conference just a year ago in the summer of 2022, and we left feeling like we wanted to maintain all of those connections with all of our industry colleagues. And so Kyle and I sat down, brainstormed, and we thought that the co-OPO was a great place for us to bring colleagues together, those that want to, to just share industry knowledge, continue those relationships and and lean on the experience of other professionals in our very unique industry.
0: Like I said, we're gonna talk more about the growth in the future Uh, on the next episode. But I really wanted to highlight something because I know that you've been really working hard on it and you'll have a special event, a special meeting coming up um, on Wednesday, November 15th. So can you share a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So the Co-OPO hosts a quarterly meeting. So it's always the second month of the quarter. So it's November 15th, Wednesday, November 15th. It'll be 2 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it's hosted on Zoom. It's totally free to anyone that That happens to have the Zoom link, whether we sent it to you or one of your colleagues has sent it to you. This quarter's topic is going to be on physician engagement. So we polled the attendees of our last meeting and asked them, you know, what challenges are you facing? What are your successes? And, you know, what are things that you want to hear from other OPO professionals? You know, how are they doing it? Because, you know, we recognize that, you know, as the saying is, if you know an OPO, you know one OPO. And so we recognize that there's a lot to learn from from sharing best practices with everyone. Our topic will be on physician engagement. And so we're we're really excited. We have two physicians. uh, We're working on securing a third physician, but for sure two physicians that are going to share their experiences um, of working in the ICU alongside the OPO partner from their service area. And how can they um, collaborate best with that OPO? You know, what were the what were the positives what were the challenges and what do they want to share with us as hospital services hospital development partner development whatever that OPO calls this position what do they want to share with us so we have dr lang paul lang from he's actually the the chief medical officer from donor alliance the OPO in colorado uh, but he was also a uh, pulmonary critical care physician uh, and then dr johnson eaton from louisiana joining us.
0: That's wonderful. I think it's an amazing opportunity that y'all have created, you know, to build this physician engagement. I think it's something that we've been hearing so much of over the last couple of years. It's kind of been like the buzzword and rightfully so, because, you know, obviously without physicians, um, you know, we can't support families and we can't save the lives of others. So using, utilizing them and hearing their perspective, you know, it's, it's like you said earlier, it's like, you know, we can't just learn within our own OPO, like we have to get the perspectives of physicians and healthcare workers on how do we meet the needs of them and also the families that we serve. So uh, I commend you all on, you know, utilizing physicians throughout the nation uh, to be a part of that and so that, you know, we can learn from them as well.
2: We're hoping to also have you share a little bit about your unique role in working with physicians in the OPO world. And I think you are one of the rare Specialists specific to physician relationships um, in our industry. So, we're also hoping to learn just a little bit about your role at the beginning of that, uh, that meeting on the 15th. And we're looking forward to that as well.
0: I feel like that was kind of like you give me an ultimatum on a, you know, on a podcast where it's out there.
2: <laughs> <So. Maybe. laughs> yeah. You can't back
1: out now. If people are listening.
0: No, I really appreciate it. You know, um, whenever I was in Orlando, that was one of the things that I, that I spoke about that I was, I was really privileged to be asked to. And it's something that, you know, that we're passionate about as far as for building those relations, building that trust, because you know, that really affects what these families are going through. So I'm excited. You know, I continue to learn as well from you all and from, I mean, a lot of people throughout this collaborative that you all have created. So, you know, I really am looking forward to and thank you for the opportunity. So what are some of the other learning objectives that y'all are looking to come out of this meeting that's coming up?
1: Some of it has to do with just um, education. How do we provide education to our physician partners? Um, you know, the education needs of a physician are different than our our nursing staff or our respiratory therapy staff so their needs are different but also the, the format and the you know the forum of that education needs to look different because their time their time um availability and and restraints are, are different uh than our, our bedside staff you know we're we're looking forward to just hearing about you know how do we best connect with these with our physician partners and yeah, I think that's one of my big ones that I'm looking to take away is how do I provide the education to them in a manner that is respectful and acknowledges all of the vast knowledge that they already have coming into their roles and their experiences while also recognizing like maybe they haven't worked alongside the OPO in a while or worked with a, a donor patient or donor family in a while and, you know, meeting them where they are without uh, making either of us uh, <laughs> look silly, if you will.
2: I'm really looking forward to, much like Kyle, learning how to better communicate with the physicians, um, to not be presumptive in their knowledge of donation, to always be prepared to educate them in the moment, but to also recognize, and I think you've taught us this, Sean Paul, on many of your past podcasts, um, that they're losing a patient. And so recognizing them in their moment of grief as well as being in their professional environment, um, there's a lot going on in these units, and I think we need to be cognizant of that as OPO professionals when we're interacting with these physicians.
0: Well, thank you for mentioning that because, you know, that's, that's something that, and I know that a lot of the OPOs, the organ Procurement Organizations, have done the research and planning, the RPG survey, which is is very detailed in some of the feedback that we get from physicians. And it's a very vulnerable state in, in losing a patient and feeling that sense of loss. So, you know, knowing that we can work together to have something good come out of it. It doesn't replace the loss, but it does have something good that can come out of it that they can reflect on. And I think that by us working together and engaging in these physicians intentionally is really going to build those relationships and that trust. So I'm really looking forward uh, to this, this upcoming meeting. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask was, uh, is there an ability to have others, whether I guess OPOs or whatnot, is there any way for them to access this other than just us sending it to them?
2: So they're able to reach us on LinkedIn. If they happen to be on LinkedIn, um, we have the CO OPO for OPO Professionals um, link on there. They can message us on there if they'd like to join, or they can email Kyle or myself at Peterson P E T E R S E N, at org or L-T-E-B-B at C-O-O-P-O dot org. And we'd be happy to get them registered.
0: Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are interested in really going to be a part of this. So um, I look forward to having you all back on the next episode. So we're going to talk specifically about the ongoing uh, co-opio outreach and that y'all have been dedicated to providing. So I will see y'all soon.
2: Sean Paul, thank you for all the work you're doing in the opio industry. We, we truly appreciate you.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for being someone that cares about organ donation and transplantation. Remember you can register as an organ, eye and tissue donor anytime at registerme.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Connected by Life on your favorite podcast app. Remember, your light worker. Keep shining. This is a production of LOPA. The content in this podcast is intended for informational purposes only and not intended to substitute for professional medical advice. To read our full disclaimer, please visit our website. The Connected by Life podcast is hosted by myself, Sean Paul Harrison. Our executive producer is Kirsten Heinz, our production assistant is Chandra Williams, and we are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Covington, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez.